Hi everyone, and welcome to the latest episode of the CS School podcast. My name's Grace Gupta and I'm a copywriter at Customer Success Collective. The objective of this podcast is to speak with CS professionals from all over the world, learning about the hottest topics in customer success by stripping them back to basics and discovering how best to apply these strategies. Today, I'm delighted to be joined by Josh Horseman, Head of Customer Success at The Alliance. The Alliance itself is a unique organisation. It's a community-led media platform that builds and launches niche community businesses, providing world-leading L&D opportunities for its customers via membership plans, in-person and virtual events, reports and courses. The Alliance is the parent company of companies you may have heard of, like Product Marketing and Alliance, Sales Enablement Collective, Product-Led Alliance, Customer Success Collective, AI Accelerator Institute, Future of SaaS, CMO Alliance, plus many, many more. Thanks for joining me, Josh, um, on today's podcast. Um, so um, we're going to talk about customer data, using customer data to build the foundations of a proactive CS function. So but to kick things off, could you please explain to our listeners a little bit about um, your role at the Alliance and kind of how you got into customer success in the first place? Yeah. Hi, Grace. Thanks for that introduction. It's it's really great to be here. Really excited to be on the podcast and um, talk about data and proactive success. It's it's something that's really sort of close to my heart. I think in terms of uh, to to get into in terms of how I came into customer success, I think very much an accidental uh, coincidence that I ended up in customer success. I sort of worked early in my career in a small health tech startup. I was the first employee. It was myself and and three co-founders. And I sort of did everything at the start that you do at the start of a, a startup journey. I worked in product development. I worked in sales, doing cold calling, did social media and online marketing and sort of chipped in, chipped in everywhere. I was really sort of fortunate to be a part of of that experience, it was definitely a comprehensive kind of startup experience and education that I'm really grateful to have had. And as the company fortunately grew and we got some more users of our of our apps and, and products and we sort of built a, a revenue model, it sort of became clear that we started to get big customers. And I remember our CEO at the time sort of sitting me down and saying, we need really customer success. And at the time I had no idea what that meant. And what that even what that even entailed and sort of through those conversations and through a lot of sort of trial and error and learning was sort of given the task of then building out that CS function at that that company. And that was the first role I had in my career and, and the first time I really sort of specialized in anything. And I think um CS has really appealed to me. The idea of delivering value and building relationships. Definitely something that that I I find so fulfilling and I think is great about what we do as uh, as CSMs and as as customer success uh, practitioners, and so sort of went from there, then into a more specialized traditional customer success role uh, at a fintech, a small fintech company, and I was sort of sitting on a a bigger team there, um, but very much still as as a sort of lone CSM building out and sort of establishing the CS processes at uh, that company, and and, and thankfully again. Had really great people around me, and, and we sort of built out built out the function there, and grew uh, grew, grew the revenue base, and grew 
customer base and expanding relationships there. And, and then that's brought me to, uh, to my role here at the Alliance, sort of heading up customer success. And really my role at the Alliance, we're very much a community led um, platform. We take a community led approach to um, professional development for high growth individuals and, and teams. And, uh, you know, really love the community led side of things and the community led approach that we take. And my role really is to head up the customer success and customer support teams and build those, that, that function out across, um, our many communities at the Alliance. We're at 14 now. And, uh, it's a really, again, really exciting journey and a complete different change of pace to come into a new industry again, uh, health tech to fintech to sort of community led development. And it's uh, another opportunity to, hone skills and really just again so what my whole career i guess has been up to now is just building and shaping customer experiences and trying to kind of improve and, uh, and find new ways to, to deliver value and going back to to what i love about being in customer success so it's probably a really really long-winded way no no that was and, fantastic and i was um, i actually i love that your first role you had been in um different aspects of sort of the pre-sales process so you know you said you've been in um product development and sales and you know did socials and it was kind of and how you know your company wanted to implement a customer success function and you kind of were just thrown into the mix of it I love that that's how that uh so you really kind of and you've been in you know and then you said you went into an established customer success uh function and you know now you're you know head of customer success it's really nice to see that progression and quite varied I think I would have thought anyway Definitely. Yeah, it's it's definitely been really interesting. As you say, I think having a really good grounding in the different functions of of startups is is really crucial and it helps helps a lot um, to put yourself in in the customer's shoes and, and in but also in different departments shoes. And that's definitely been valuable as we're building out now the function at Alliance the Alliance and, and sort of those cross collaboration pieces that are so important to us and um, when we're building out, you know, CS functions and processes um as well. And I think it's you know being in different industries, you see how how things are done in different industries and different models, different business models, um, as well, which is which is really interesting. I've sort of worked in some very sort of high touch, hands on CS models, and and now the alliance we sort of have a bit of a hybrid um, in terms of high touch and uh, and um, sort of more product led kind of models. Um, and it's it's yeah definitely given me good grounding in that um, those yeah. early those early sort of um, early experiences. When Excellent. there was really, um, yeah, really only a handful of us to actually do everything. Yeah, no, I love that. Absolutely love that. And that kind of nicely leads into my first first proper question, really. Um, so, I think I think you can probably agree the word proactive. You know, we hear the word proactive so much used. You know, in customer success, you know, it's thrown around. It's thrown around a lot in that sort of customer success sphere, online space, whatever, um, and. You know, usually, usually I think it's indicated to differentiate between success and support, you know, uh, success being, you know, proactive and support maybe more reactive. But for you, like in your experience, you know, in different startups, in different, completely different industries, you know, what does proactive custom success, you know, what does it mean to you? Yeah, it's, it's such a good question. I think it's such a really it's a key conversation that's ongoing in, in, in customer success at the moment and, you know, amongst people on LinkedIn and, um, in the wider sort of sphere, um, is, yeah, what, what, what support, what success, where are the lines and, and proactive and reactive. And it's really, really interesting. Um, and I'm learning new things all the time about what it means to be proactive and, 
and you know trial and error and, and and all that kind of thing. It's it's you know proactive is what we is what we I guess we aspire to. And I guess to me, being proactive in customer success is I guess firstly about understanding what your customers in the broader sense are looking to achieve. You know what what value are you delivering to your customers, and what problems are you solving for them, and what expectations do they do they have coming in? And you know in the broader sense. I mean by customer segment or persona, um, you know, what what generally do your customers expect? What are they looking for? What what value are you delivering to them? And then you're sort of putting in place those those processes and systems to to do that, to deliver that value for your customers repeatedly and, and consistently. And that's I guess to me where the, the proactive comes in. It's you're building those systems and processes all about that, all about putting things in place so that you can do that repeatedly and consistently. Um, and obviously, you know, in higher touch models, we could do this customer by customer, you know, we could understand for each customer what they're looking for and, and then, you know, address that and, and deliver value at each stage of their journey. But that's not necessarily being proactive because it's not, it's not scalable. You're still responding to, to yeah. their needs. You're not anticipating it. And um, I, I guess, you know, being proactive to me is having an understanding on a segment or personal level what the goals are likely to be and how you can deliver value. And um, I guess it means that you're taking, you know, the journey that you're taking the customer on before they sign up, before they come to you, and you can anticipate some of those needs ahead of time um, and then deliver value as, as their needs change and as their goals develop. And um, obviously, then that comes into support. You know, you need you still, however, proactive you can be you can never anticipate everything you've always got to expect the unexpected and i think you know it's not a bad thing to have really amazing support it's a brilliant thing um to be reactive and to be responsive to to address because however much um you invest in setting up a customer to to get value and to to succeed with your product and to, to reach their goals there's always going to be barriers that you can't anticipate and, you know, it's where support comes in is yeah. addressing those barriers as they come up and, um, you know, delivering that customer service when, when, when the need arises. Mm. Um, but I guess even, you know, and, and interested to hear your thoughts maybe on this grace as well, but support can also be proactive and something that I'm really, really keen for my team to do and something that we're working towards at the moment is, how can we be proactive with our customer support as well? How can we put in place things so that people can get answers for themselves quickly? How can we signpost them to the right places? How can we automate a lot of that? Or how can we use automation that's gonna gonna help us and um, gonna help the customer to get to get that support more quickly? Um, you know, support can be proactive as well. Absolutely, yeah. I think, yeah, you just touched on the bringing in automation and trying to give, you know, provide enough, you know, the customer with enough resources so they can find, you know, so they can sort of not necessarily fix their issues themselves, but, you know, they've, they're in a better position to sort of get, you know, and have a better, have a better customer experience. But, and I think people, when they talk about um, customer success, you know, we talk about empathy a lot. We talk about, you know, you know, you need to have a, you know, it's just, you know, human characteristics are so important. But you know, data and the technology behind sort of getting to those points is so important. And I think there's a real balance between data and empathy. I, I, I don't know. I don't know if you would agree. Um, and it's Definitely. you know, data is a huge part of your job. You know, in lots of CSMs jobs. So, um, you know, people talk about data driven customer success. You know. 
what would you say that the benefits of, you know, having a, you know, a data-driven custom success function, you know, in terms of uh, looking at how you use data on sort of a day-to-day basis to sort of help customers get to certain points? Yeah, absolutely. It's a really, really big question. Um, just to go back to, I guess, just really quickly revisit what you said there, Grace. I think talking about, obviously, empathy is so important in, in customer success and in building relationships. And I think data only supports that and, and enhances that because empathy is, you know, it's building understanding. It's it's being able to, you know, understand and recognize the customer's goals and and what they value and what's important to them. And I And I think data only helps you to understand that there's only so much you can you know you can communicate with words you can only spend so much time speaking to a customer but we can collect so much data on on them and and anticipate and understand and build up a bigger fuller picture of of who they are and what they want and what they're trying to do and how we can help them with with data as well i think it's you know hand in hand uh with sort of more human side of customer success um you know obviously a lot of people you know, our income has to build relationships, but I think data and there's a, there's a place for the almost the nerds in in customer success <laughs> in terms of you know really getting into the data and, and how that can help us understand as well as obviously the the sort of human side of it. Um, sorry, I'm going to come to your come to your question. No, that's fantastic. The, the benefits no. of business success, right? A data driven success. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think I was just quite curious to see, like, you know. We, you know, how it is spoken as a very humane sort of discipline, but, you know, it is true, you know, you can't make to, 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 to produce good customer, consistent good customer experiences. You need to have the data to back it up. And I kind of, I would just like to, you know, know your thoughts on like, yeah, the, the, the benefits of, of that really. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think there's so, there's so many, um, we could go into, I think the potential for, you know, the potential for exceeding expectations and adding value is, is really important because, you know, data gives you so much, as I just said before, data gives you so much, you know, you can build an understanding of how, um, how customers are using your product, what their sentiment is, what their, mm. what, what, what their goals are. And often, you know, people, customers don't have full visibility on what our roadmap is or what, um, even what our product fully offers, and as much as we can do training and onboarding, it's not always possible. It's not always possible to to get the full extent of um, across of what the value is that you can offer that customer. But data can help us. You know, we can see this customer is really using this area of the product. They're really getting value in in these areas. Uh, we know that we've got this that we can offer them as well. You know, it allows you to then offer the right things that are maybe additional to what the customer expected. You can exceed expectations because we can use data to understand mm. where they're going and where they want to go. And then even if they can't see, or maybe they're not getting value in an area they could be getting value in, we can suggest that and we can make recommendations and we can direct them or signpost them into the right, the right places to access for more value that maybe they didn't even realize was, was possible. Um, or we can obviously, you know, another big benefit of data is we can use that and work internally as as CS uh, leaders and CS practitioners. We can work cross-functionally with the product teams, with, mm. um, you know, development teams to say, okay, we've got loads of great data on customers using our product in this way. 
let's think about other things that we can add in this direction that's only going to that's going to add value to to this segment or to this type of customer and we can almost surprise them um with something that's that's adding value in a new way that they maybe didn't expect or that aligns with where we can see their usage going or their goals going you know that's in the grand scheme of things but you can also you know if you can see a customer is um really maxing out their number of seats we can recommend obviously maybe they they add some seats if they're an enterprise customer um you know little things like that like that as well or we can see that um yeah we can see that they're you know not using as much we can recommend them something different that that might be relevant for them to use obviously so there's so many benefits to the customer um of, of data as well and we yeah. can um, as well as obviously internally, like that cross collaboration piece and, and and the data we can provide marketing or sales as well about the types that, of customers. Absolutely, that kind of leads on quite nicely to another question I've got. Um, you know, there's there's you know nobody should be working, no department should be working in silo. I'm sure you agree, and I think you know there are so many there are so many data collection points throughout the customer journey. Um, you know, pre conversion, post conversion, but. Um, you know, with marketing sales, like how do you think customer success can harness this uh, data effectively? You know, so you've got customers going all the way through the process. You don't want to be asking them the same questions that they've already had asked them. You know, you don't want to, you don't want to be repeating things. You want to be going, you know, coming from the same, you want to be, you know, speak, re, uh, sort of singing from the same uh, hymn book, don't you? Absolutely. Yeah. Cross, cross uh, functionally, you don't want to sort of be, be, um, endlessly attacking customers from different sides with we want this from you, we want this from you. And there could have multiple CTAs coming from marketing or sales or customer success mm-hmm. or product at any one time. And it's yeah, I think there's a lot of work, you know, work around mapping the customer journey and, and mapping that from the customer side, but also from the uh from the internal side is is really valuable there to understand each function's role at each time as well as you know what we expect from the customer at each point as well. And, um, you know, you can never, never um, do too much customer mapping, customer journey mapping. I don't think it's such a super useful exercise. Mm. Um, I think in terms of, yeah, in terms of data collection and harnessing that, there's, yeah, there's, there's endless possibilities. I think the more data we can get a hand over, the better, the, you know, the more we, we as customer success can say to, to marketing or sales teams, this is the kind of data that, that we'd love to have ahead of time at the point of handover or even before that. And um, let's 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 work with those departments to get better data, mm. you know, coming in because it's a yeah. lot easier to have that data to hand beforehand. And that again, part of being proactive, if you know the demographic of a customer or the persona maybe they fit into, or obviously some of their goals ahead of time, that gives mm. you the platform then to be proactive and you know you can start to start to build those journeys that flow on from each other and it's a seamless experience for the customer and it makes things easier internally if if the earlier we can get that that data the better and then obviously things like you know within the in the journey you know within once they're a customer and they're using the product if we can get data on you know nps so important just general customer satisfaction Mm. data we understand where you know whether it's the right time to ask them for testimonials for, for for reviews whether they're, you know, they're really getting value and we might be able to go at them with an up, with an upsell, go to them with an upsell opportunity or, or expansion opportunities. Um, whether, you know, yeah, they, the customer support interactions is a great, 
great chance to to get to get some good data because we can obviously you know we can survey them we've got them coming they're coming to us with something it's a touch really good touch point where we can understand what issues they're having but also you know we can we can have an ask there as well and something that 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 i'm really sort of um big on with my support team is you know let's let's ask if we have really good interactions with customers let's be asking them for reviews for testimonials mm. so let's be recommending them. let's not be afraid to recommend other products if we think that they're they're at a point where they're getting value um well likewise let's let's you know keep our customer um health scoring let's make sure that if, if, if things are not going so well yeah we've, we've got that data as well and and that's again where it comes into having really good tools and really good systems in place um to be tracking that sort of scoring um what kind of um what kind of um tools and systems would you do you use at the alliance or have you used in previous work you know to um you know looking you know for like or, or let me reword that like if you were um, a newly established CS function, you know, which you have, you know, you've done yourself before and you were looking to organize your, um, your customer data, like what kind of, what kind of platforms would you recommend? Yeah, it's a really great question. I think, um, you know, for me and for, for my journey, I've sort of worked before um, in quite some quite small um, CS function, where it's mm. literally just been getting established. And I've ne- sort of I've worked in sort of, experiences and in, in CS teams where we've had next to nothing in terms of tech. Like our tech right. stack was Google Sheets was we were tracking health oh, yeah. scores and have built, you know, but elaborate elaborate customer health trackers and elaborate dashboards in Google Sheets to track customer health that have been really mm-hmm. manual to to keep track of. So I've sort of done it done it that way. But I you know obviously I'd always recommend if you can use something like if you've got the resource to have a tool like Vitaly or something like Hook to to track and monitor your customers and your health scoring, that's that's so key. Um, obviously, and then you know, some tools to to measure product engagement and and how people are using your product and understand that better. I think something like Mixpanel is, is brilliant. I think in terms of giving you that understanding, especially in sort of sort of uh, product led models where. You maybe don't get as much touch, touch points, as many touch points with your with your customers. If you've got something really great to analyze their usage and how they're interacting with your product, and um, again, brilliant data to have because you can then conform the, the foundation of how you interact with that customer. When's the right time um, to yeah. reach out? When are they having issues? And um, obviously, from a customer support standpoint as well, the more you can track. Um, the better in terms of issues that people face recurring things that come up again and time and again. Um, I used a great tool actually called, called Prodsite and one of my roles that they're, they're a fairly new company, but it's all analytics around customer support conversations and what issues are recurring and, and, and then what are okay. we doing about that and, and great analytics on what, what barriers there are in place for people, yeah. which is really handy when you're working with product teams as well and going, going back for data and, um, and then a good old fashioned, good old fashioned CRM for working with sales teams and marketing to nail that handover. Um, we use so Salesforce at the Alliance and it's just so crucial for, for so many things. Absolutely. But having all that data and building up that profile of the customer, um, within maybe first year of CRM. But then if we can, if you can get a tool like, like Vitaly, like I said, or, or Hook to mm. match your customers, um, I guess it'll just depend on budget, really. I think, you know, it's going to vary from company to company. Um, but yeah. Oh, thank you so much for that, Josh. I think we're just out of time, but, um, 
that was incredible. Thank you so much. Um, if any of our uh, listeners fancy, you know, picking your brains about uh, creating a proactive CS function using data, um, are they good to find you on LinkedIn? Absolutely. Or they can find me on LinkedIn. Or in the CSC um, Slack channel or somewhere. LinkedIn and CSC Slack. Yeah, Customer Success Collective. Slack channel or Customer Success Summit in London in, in December. I'm really excited. Absolutely. Yeah. To be, to be there as well and excited to, to have CSMs from across, across Europe in one place. Um, so yeah, feel free to, to come and chat to me there too. I'm sure we'll be, be representing the Alliance. Oh, that'd be fantastic. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much, Josh. Oh, it's an absolute pleasure. Thanks. Thanks, Grace. It's been brilliant. Bye. Bye. Thanks for tuning in. Be sure to check out our other episodes and go to customersuccesscollective.com for even more customer success related content. You can also join our global community on Slack and you can find the link to that on the CSC website. But until then, see you next time.